Greetings, I'm Goodness Collins. You're welcome to our Life by the Truth podcast on the law of God. In this series, we shall be examining what the Bible teaches about the moral law of God. How are we to relate with it while we live on earth preparing for Christ's return? Let us pray. Our kind and loving Father in heaven, Lord, we praise you for giving us life again. You have promised us that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Holy Father, we ask that you shed your light abroad in our heart. Let your voice and your word alone be heard, that our lives will be pleasing to you even as we prepare for Christ's own return. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 19 verse 7 and 8, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Amen. Today is part one, and our topic today is what happened to right and wrong. Have you noticed how crime is rising in cities all over the world? It is showing up in surprising ways. A story was told of a man who stormed into the police headquarters one day. Very upset, someone has broken into his home and gotten away with several valuable items. He managed to catch a glimpse of the burglar and demanded that the police should do something about it. So, the officer in charge led him to a stack of mugshot books. This book contains the picture of criminals and their crime. So, he helped him to look through the pages of the criminal record and the pictures of the people to see if he can recognize the burglar. Suddenly, the officer said, wait a minute. He slapped his hand on the page and took a careful look from the photo in the mugshot book to the man's face again. That's you, the police exclaimed. It says there is an astounding warrant to arrest you. As it turns out, the outraged homeowner who stormed into the police station demanding justice ended up identifying himself as a criminal. You see, violence and crime are everywhere, even where you do not expect it. It is in the families, in schools, in workplaces, in factories, in our villages, in towns and cities. Today, in some countries, riot and robbery are common. The streets have become unsafe. Even in Nigeria, we hear of child sexual abuse, domestic violence, human trafficking, kidnapping, embezzlement and government corruption are reported almost every day in the country, even around the world. But the question is, why is crime rising? What's behind the unprecedented rise in lawlessness? What has happened to our world? For instance, in Lagos and many other places, you see area boys, a loosely organized gang of street children and teenagers, mostly males. You see them roam about in the street, extorting money from passerby, public transporters and traders. In fact, they go ahead to sell illegal drugs. They act as former security guards. They perform odd jobs and return for compensation. It is just all over the place. In this time, you see, a new generation of youth have emerged, youth who are questioning, who are skeptical, who are challenging. Friend, God is calling adults to be role models for their children. Children imitate the behavior of the society around them, who will be their spiritual example. You know, today we see fathers cheat at work, mothers seek abortion, both parents cheat each other. The children see it and the broken homes are leaving ugly scars. Who is to instill a sense of right and wrong if the parents cannot or will not. And you see today, parents cannot leave so great a responsibility to schools. Many schools today don't even teach or support moral living. A general feeling seems to exist that we have outgrown the Bible standard. And that is not true, friend. 
Even some churches today are teaching that God's standard of right and wrong no longer applies. They say His commandments have been abolished or they are no longer relevant. They are impossible to keep. It's not true. Jesus told us in Philippians 4.13 that we can do all things through Him who strengthens us, including obeying Him. So, as a result of the neglect of God's moral law, many people are doing their own thing. And the society is reaping a bomber harvest of broken homes, uncontrolled children, violence everywhere. In Hosea chapter 8 verse 7, the Bible says, They sow the wind and reap the wild wind. But the question must be asked, who determines when a situation is right or wrong? If there is no standard of right and wrong outside ourselves, we can justify almost everything. In Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25, the Bible reminds us that we are not good judge of what is right and what is wrong. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We have no excuse for error or sin because God has made a provision for us to know his will. Just imagine a man traveling and comes to a place where there are several roads and a guideboard indicating where one road leads to. If he disregards the guideboard and take whichever road seems right to him, he may be ever so sincere, but will in all probability find himself in the wrong road. That is what is happening today. Friend, without the law, man have no just conception of purity and holiness of God, of their own guilt and uncleanness. They have no true conviction of sin and feel no need of repentance. Not seeing their lost condition as violators of God's law, they do not realize their need of atoning blood of Christ. The hope of salvation is accepted without a radical change of heart or a reformation of life. What's the message here? It is only the law of God that would help us to see the holiness of God and draw back to us to see our guilt and uncleanliness. It is only the law of God that will bring a true conviction of sin and help us to feel the need for repentance and atoning blood of Christ. It is only the law of God that can do that for us. Friend, God has given us his word that we may become acquainted with its teachings and know for ourselves what he requires of us. He has given us his law to guide us in the path of right doing. I hope you will make God's word your guide today. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word that is the light. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you uphold us even in these times when the world is neglecting and forsaking your law. Please help us, Father, to obey you through the help of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for hearing our prayers because you keep us faithful until you return. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Remain blessed until we meet again next week.